While your day is winding down, they're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day. From local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard. To listen. And where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. Marcus. No, not much. Welcome to South Coast tonight. Um, we're waiting on uh, Mayor Lang. So Lang, Scott Lang is always a great guest for these kind of election recaps. Yeah, um, and a great Friday night guest too. He is always a good Friday night guest. In yeah. addition to being having been the mayor, um, he worked for the Democrat National Committee. He's done elections all over the country. Uh, he was he was a major part of the. Kennedy for president uh, campaign in 1980. Um, so he really understands election results in a way that a lot of elected officials may not even understand. Right. right? So I, I, do, I do think Scott's a, a great addition to uh, to election recaps. Um, I have to tell you something, folks. Um, I haven't been here for the last couple of days because staying up till one in the morning is no longer in my uh, my wheelhouse. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot. Honestly, I was very tired the next day. But, um, you know, I actually just I. So I dug out the last hour that we were on, and I released it as a as a bonus for you guys because um, it was really good. It was just you, me, and Ted Nisi who was right. calling in as he was driving home from the station. But you know, we were just getting all the numbers and recapping what we thought was you know a bad night for uh, I think Republicans both in the Commonwealth for sure, and, and, and looking like across the country. This is um, why I told you folks that Jeff Deal should not be the nominee. Yeah, no, it was, well, that's the thing. Like, yeah. I told you all. Not to say I told you so, because that's not really what I'm what I'm talking about. I'm just saying that it's important. It doesn't matter what my opinion was. Obviously, I was going to be right anyway. But but the (laughs) um, the fact of the matter is, it makes a big difference who you nominate. Yes. If you nominate the guy that tickles your heart, you might be wrong. Yeah. In other words, you have to vote strategically. Right. And Jeff Deal did not do a goddamn thing for himself. So excuse my language. Not only uh, not a not a not a thing for himself, but uh nothing for the Republicans down ballot. He did I mean look Mayor Haru won and congratulations to him and I, and I hope he does a great job as sheriff. But Tom Hodgson had an insurmountable 
situation where Jeff Deal ran 16 points behind Maura Healy. Mm-hmm. When Maura Healy has coattails and <clears throat> Jeff Deal can't buy a winter coat, um, it is um, When you're asking impossible. people to split the ticket by that margin, it's, it's, and, it's and, and where, and where um, I mean, part of it is he did run a good campaign. Part of it is there were things that broke his way as well. I mean, there yes. always has to be things that break your way in a campaign, right? When, you, when you're the challenger, everything has to go your way and something's got to break your way. Yeah, right. It's exactly. always the case. Exactly. So, um, so. The, and in his case, Jeff Deal. It was Jeff Deal. I, and we, we've been, we were hammering that for months. Right. You and me were saying before that the for primary. months. Before the primary. When you could have done something different. Exactly. Now, I don't know that Jeff, I don't know that Chris Doty would have run that much stronger than Deal, but I know it would have worked a lot harder. He would have had his own money to put in the race. Yeah, I think he would have ran. He, he would have, I think, yeah, I think. Charlie he, Baker would have got out there for him. Yep, I think he, right, exactly. And I think he would have ran stronger. The thing is, is, the, the thing is, is we're looking at the sheriff's race, right? Where, where Hodgson lost by uh, 2%, 1%. Right. Um, look at Tim Cruz won. Uh, Tim Cruz has got a good county where there's only really one major city in it. Right. And not only that, Tim Cruz is, I think, Projects as a Charlie Baker type of guy, right? Not scary yes. at all. But look where there were open seats. Uh, there were open seats in the Cape and uh, the Sheriff's Office and the DA's Office in the Cape and an open rep race, all that were held by Republicans for 20 years. All of them flipped. Wiped absolute out. wiped out. So Democrats now have the DA's off. There's Tim Cruz is the only countywide Republican left oh, uh, in McDonald. So, um, right? Sheriff McDonald. Sheriff McDonald in Plymouth County as well. I think um, I think the Sheriff of Worcester might have won too. Lou Evangelistes. Um, oh, okay. Worcester's another another very heavy GOP area. Um, that the I, I believe, um, but what I'm saying is, county Republicans overall, you're right. County Republicans had a strangle stranglehold on on this region. Oh yeah, he had forget about it. here. They had a stranglehold on this region, but because, like you said, because they ran so far behind, you can't make that difference up. It was a bloodbath down ballot, and then you lose. They they lost the the super major, the Democrat supermajority in the state house was then expanded by two seats, and then Becker Roush. Uh, went up against a pretty good uh, Republican challenger in that Rep Dooley in the like Hockamockish area. It used to be Scott Brown's old seat that was almost always held by Republicans before Becca Roush took it. She won her race by four points. Four points. Do you think if the Republican wasn't running 16 points behind, that might have made the four-point difference that Dooley needed to beat Becca Roush? It's, it's, so what I'm saying here, folks, is because of Jeff Deal's friggin' ego, all right? Yeah. And Marcus, stay stay on that that, that dump button. The, uh, because I'm telling you, folks, I, I you know, I've gotten more disappointed in this because it's not that you know. Look, Jeff Deal gave up. He did. He gave up. Look, I always thought he was going to lose to Maura Healy. Well, everybody did, but it's it's a matter of how much you lose by, which is what matters to the rest of the people down the ticket. Yeah, it might be all right for him to be a loser, okay? Because he doesn't care. Right. He's gotten very comfortable in that position. Yeah. But for Tom Hodgson and for uh, Scott Dooley and other people like that to lose uh, because it was so far. Tim Whalen. Tim Whalen. Tim Whalen, longtime rep on the Cape. Tim Whalen, former state trooper, former Marine. Yeah. Rep on the Cape for years. Should have easily walked into the Boston County Sheriff. He gave up his rep, uh, his rep seat for it probably because right. he thought he was going to win. Why, right? Uh, yeah. I would, Why I would wouldn't think, he? Right? And then uh, he lost to Donna Buckley. And, and the DA race. Uh, oh, by the way, she was a late entry to that race. Yeah. They didn't have a candidate originally. 
They didn't have a candidate originally. No. She was a late entry to that and, race. And, and uh, uh, the guy, the DA Galboys, who I'm sure he's a great lawyer and all that, but Dan Higgins was there for with with Michael O'Keefe for 20 years, right? And and he was his deputy. He had the experience, and he had Michael O'Keefe's endorsement. And Rob Galboys, who was a private practice attorney that moved from Norwell to Bourne just to run for the seat, won the race. And you have a situation where. Jeff Deal, most people who were decent didn't want to have anything to do with the guy. Right. You didn't hear me. You, you know, I, I got criticism on the radio for not flacking for the guy. Well, listen, I don't. I didn't want the guy to be governor. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I don't think he could do the job. I thought. I thought people would die if he became the governor. I'm being serious about that. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five. Looks like we got a call on the line. Good evening. Oh, hello. Mark Montigny. Oh, hey, hey Mark. Sen- Senator doing? Montigny. How are you? You mean Chris didn't warn you? Uh, Chris did warn me. I'm sorry. I just I, I didn't see your number pop up on the uh, on the on the thing. Mostly, I want to listen to Scott Lang tonight, but I thought I might actually catch him at the same time so we could bust each other's chops. But it seems that he's in the wind. No, he'll be here. He'll be here. He'll, in a few he, he'll be here in a few minutes. Yeah, I think well, so. Well, I know he will. I just want to provoke him a little. I want you guys to tell him I said that. <laughs> well, he can hear you. He's listening, I'm sure, as he comes over the bridge. Hi, Scott. <laughs> so, Mark, what, you obviously were reelected. Um, what, are you, what are you looking forward to with the new governor? Well, you know, as, as you know, because I've known you for a long time, and yes. both of you, actually, I work with... Uh, whomever's in there. I mean, I I think one of the mistakes that people make when they're too partisan is they forget that your job is to deliver for your constituency. So I will have as good of a relationship with Maura Healy as I had with Charlie Baker. Right. Plain and simple. And if you want me to go down the list of those that preceded Baker, there's not one of them I didn't work with. Now, there may be some I agree with more often, and there may be some that I like personally more, uh, more than others. Um, but going all the way back, and, and this is a sign that we should impose term limits on those that don't self-impose, <laughs> all the way back to Bill Weld, um, who I disagree with, and there were times when I took him on and had some pretty uh, strenuous arguments with him, um, but I worked well with him. Um, and Mitt Romney's another one. I remember one of Mitt Romney's staff people coming up after, and I had grilled Mitt Romney at a hearing that I was chairing. And the staff member came up and said, you know, Mitt said, I'm tooting my own horn here, forgive me, but he said, Mitt said how effective and and uh, tough you were as chairman of that committee. And you just put it away after I had legitimate questions. I didn't like a lot of his answers, but I understood that we're coming from different perspectives. So I expect that I'll work very well uh, with Maura Healy, as I did when she was attorney general, mostly on anti-human trafficking stuff. As you know, I've been the leader and, and, and sadly a lonely leader on it. Human trafficking is a, a uh, you know, a, a, not just a criminal issue in this country, but a, but a great moral issue. And I don't feel we've done anywhere near enough. And I'm ashamed to say that. Uh, but I have worked uh, closely with her office. I expect that will continue. But now it expands things that are now in a much bigger portfolio for her. I mean, now my main responsibility is to say, we need more here. Oh, and by the way, there's these other 40 bills that I'm going to file that I want your help on. (laughs) So I expect it will be a good relationship as it has always been. 
We're speaking with Mark Montigny, Senator uh, who represents this district. And um, obviously, you didn't have an opponent this year. And um, I always consider the fact that you don't have an opponent to be um, an acceptance of the fact that your district thinks you're doing a good job. Um, well, to I, not even I, have a have a, a token opponent. You can tell that you're a former politician uh, because <laughs> that's a great spin, and I try to spin it the same way. But no, but I mean, I, I I agree with you partially, and I think that if you look, if you are running all the time, and I don't mean campaigning and running shamelessly all the time, and 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 sickening the voter with your obnoxiousness, I mean working to serve, making sure your staff has the same goal to serve. And I can say with a straight face, because the one thing that when you're in a high profile role like I am, when you don't serve, or even when you make mistakes as I do or my staff does, you can bet you guys hear about it. I hear about it. And um, all those in political circles or media circles here. So if you're not doing it consistently as I have with my team, um, sooner or later you wear out. And and really, sooner or later, everyone wears out, right? I mean, there's going to come a day when I either retire or the voters retire, as Bulger used to say. Retire. The voters, uh, uh, you know, I retired due to illness. The voters got sick of me, um, which I thought was a great one that I hope never happens. I think we need to learn to leave when it's our time, but always respect that sooner or later, uh, usually, not always, right? Some people have gone on you know, decades in office and died in office. I, I hope I live a long life, and I hope I have a long retirement outside of office. Are you, are you going to be the Strom Thurmond of the of the state senate? <laughs> Definitely not. Although I didn't expect to to, to stay this I, long or to be honored with the support. But but I'll say one thing, Chris. To your point, if you do the job well, and more people agree than disagree, and and by the way, the job isn't just doing the job as state senator. It's making sure you have money in the bank and you have a strong organization. And I, from very early on, as you know, I, I have not held a fundraiser in over 10 years and I still have a bigger war chest than the Senate president and the speaker combined, I think. There's one reason for that. I never stopped raising money. And for those that would be critical of money in politics, like me, without being a hypocrite, almost all of my money was raised in my district by small donations. Almost all of it. And I'm still sitting on the biggest war chest in the state. Ten years, no fundraising. Hey, hey, that, that's called people responding to your to your leadership, Frank. There's hey, no other way to describe it. Mark, can we uh, can we put you on hold for a minute? We're going to take a break, and then Mayor Lang is going to join us. Oh, wonderful! Great. All right, I, stay- and I'm not going to stay long. I want to hear him, so I'm going to stay two minutes with him, and then go have dinner with my sweetheart. Sounds good. All right, we're going to take a break, then we'll be back with Senator Montigny and Mayor Lang. New Bedford's News Talk Station. Uh, I'm Marcus Farrow. I'm Chris McCarthy. We're here with Scott Lang and Senator Mark Montigny. Oh, caller, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) So now I heard you you, uh, coming over in the car, and I was, when we talk about uh, Veterans Day Parade later, I was going to mention that I saw you there, and you were there from start to finish, and I was really proud to see all of you, as you are every single year, they're honoring the vets and making sure they know that if they ever need anything, they can call any of the delegation, you specifically, and, and uh, you'll do whatever you can to help out the vets. So I, I was happy to see you. We were separated by, well, first of all, uh, I don't march anymore, right? So 
I, I wave and then you keep moving. Uh, and then when, well, you when know, the, you, you, you could have marched with me. My son refuses. So why didn't you just come join me? That would be cute. Uh, no, except, <laughs> except my knees would gotten really beat up. I think doing that, you know, I, I think there's a height limit if, if you well, want to bring a kid, very right? Nice to see you there though, Scott. Um, I can say with a straight face, one of my favorite mayors of all time, both the many that I've served with and those throughout history that I haven't. So I greatly appreciate your well, leadership and your friendship. No, no, thanks very much. Friendship, most important too. And, Absolutely. Uh, and I want to say though that, uh, I wish I wish this was on Zoom because when he said I want to say it with a straight face, I would like to have looked at his face. <laughs> <laughs> like to have seen that. But you know what? When you have a great face for radio, you avoid Zoom. Like <laughs> yeah. Um, well, so uh, Senator, I, I I know you you looked well and uh, you had a great turnout of your other uh, fellow legislators there today, which was good to see. And then the whole city council and uh, the mayor, obviously, and all the vets from our city were there. It we was had, a great parade, wasn't it? Scott? Oh, it was, you yeah. Know, Bill, Bill Como's speech there with his wife also, and I met his granddaughter, actually, without realizing it was her. I just was having a chat and taking pictures with her, and then I saw the uh, uh, his wife on stage and recognized her. But he gave such a great message. I mean, it's so easy to listen and still, even though I'm not from the generation that served in that war, just outside of it, to think of coming home and every time I hear the story from a veteran especially a hero like Bill Como that says you know we came home to a different country than those that came home from World War II and and, and it's it's sinful it's criminal that veterans came home and were blamed for the horrendous corruption and mistakes of how that war was prosecuted by by corrupt leaders, both the civilian and military. So people marching in the streets of New Bedford with the Viet Cong flag. It's awful. So so what I want to say, though, because I I don't know if the senator has has explained this, Bill Cuomo was the Grand Marshal of the parade today, a highly decorated Vietnam vet, one of the more decorated Vietnam vets in, in the entire country. He wrote a book. Uh, that came out this year, and I want to plug this book because after hearing him speak today, I said I've got to go buy this book. And he, and he also he mentioned that his wife edited the entire book really? with him, and and his wife Chris was there on stage with him. And it was funny; she had a cane with her. And he and he uh, after speaking about ten minutes, he said, "Look, I, I just want to mention to you that my wife is here over to my side, and we have a deal that if I go on too long." That cane becomes a hook, <laughs> and she immediately grabbed it and tried to grab his neck, <laughs> which was funny. great. That's but um, I, the name I, you know, of I his almost, book, yeah, I almost yelled out, Scott, to say to him, "You have all the time you want." Yeah, no the kidding. Hook, the hook goes to the politicians. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. His, so the name of his book is "Duel with the Dragon," and "Duel with the Dragon," "Duel with the Dragon." Yes, and and I think it actually it should be reading for everybody in New Bedford because it's his story, it's New Bedford's story, it's a story of that era. And I think it would be great. Uh, the other thing is, I know we will talk greatly about Veterans Day at some point, but there have been an awful lot of events in the area this last week honoring veterans. Uh, every day we honor veterans. And, right. in fact, at the, at the New Bedford Military Museum, it says, uh, Welcome to the New Bedford Military Museum, which, by the way, is the smallest, biggest military museum in the world. Right. And it says, Where Every Day is Veterans Day. And that's like exactly that. right because they, that's true in New Bedford. There actually used to be a uh, there used to be a guy called in my Saturday show that would always promote the the military mm-hmm. museum. It was down that's in uh, Fort great, Tabor, great place, yeah. and it's you know all volunteers with 
a tiny little budget, but enormous resources that have been uh, donated by local veterans and their families, as well as these incredible volunteers. If, if by the way, if I had known that you uh, uh, were a Friday night listener, I would have gone by the house, honked the horn, told you to get in the car. <laughs> and, uh, and well, you should here. have. And you know what you could do if you don't mind? Take the three pumpkins. I have one for my son, one for myself, and one for my mom. God, God rest her soul. And the the squirrels have been eating my pumpkins, and they keep they knock them down the stairs, the small ones, and the big ones got a hole the size of a bowling ball. <laughs> and you can have them. You should take those home. Do you need them, Scott? You know, I, I was going to say I've had better offers than that. I think. <laughs> over, 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 you know, I, I'm sorry. Do you have any garbage to send this, is, have? this is not a fan. Let's come on. Next caller, please. <laughs> I'm a big fan. Uh, so, so, uh, well, it was great to see you. And I also will make sure that uh, next time I'm invited on, if you're available, I'm going to throw you in the car and let's come over and we can talk about the state and also uh, the local. Uh, seen here and it would be fun and i think the by the way this would be one of the times where the listeners would get a chance to call in and ask you any question you want and basically when you hear you're held captive you are held captive they go I, I off was, i was just going to say the one thing i won't answer is questions from you three yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, the other funny thing about it though is these guys have shown things down at one o'clock at night and beyond we, so we this, is a, this is like the pirate ship out That's off right. of the coast of uh California. Now. That's right. I, I lasted until midnight, and I didn't believe they kept. I mean, t- seriously, the two of them were. Well, we hope we'll be allowed to go right. until after right. midnight, yeah. and both of them were falling asleep. I, I found the ki- I found the command to uh, to kill the uh, syndicated programming. Oh, they were and, overriding. Uh, that was pretty yeah, much it. Right, yeah. the best. <laughs> right now, I hacked yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> so that that rock and roll show we're talking about could possibly go on from like one to five, right? We could do it. We could yeah. absolutely do it because. Marcus knows how to override the system now. Exactly. I could do it now. I yes. can do it now that I know it. <laughs> right. It's over. Now, now South Coast tonight is They didn't want long. to tell us, but they did. Now South Coast tonight is from 7 to 7. All right. <laughs> Phil can pick <break laughs> us up donuts on the way in. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, I, I'm going to go because I really want to listen to Scott, and it's his, his time. Um, Scott, I had planned to call in because Chris had asked me to, and then when I found out it was your time, I decided to come in and displace as much of it as I could. <laughs> well, also, actually, to, you filled a lot of dead air, so I appreciate that, right? So I hope I've supplemented No, you have t- tremendously. But, Thanks also for your hard and, work up on the Hill. I know you have brought home many, many uh, programs, many, many funding uh, uh, line items on the budget for... Uh, the Greater New Bedford area. We really appreciate that. Always, you're always you have your feet. He, he, he ran out of post, Scott. You don't have to plug him. You know, well, but I'm, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Setting him up to to uh, get ready for the next election. Of course. But he does no, but a know, great job. We just talking, a great we job. All, you know, kidding aside, we were talking that I think if you do it, it doesn't guarantee you won't have an opponent or a very strong opponent, and it certainly doesn't guarantee you won't lose. But as you know, Scott, if you do the job. I, again, I, this sounds like something you're supposed to say, so I'll say it, but I mean it. Um, I listen to the stories from my colleagues from other districts, and it, it, particularly if they weren't born and raised in that district. But even if they were, I feel that there's something different about my home and my place. And that doesn't mean I don't have you know many, many people that uh, either blank me or will vote for an opponent or disagree with me or don't like me. It's life. But I always feel proud and very fortunate to represent my hometown. There's something special about it um, that 
you know, I, it just makes me get up in the morning and, and continue to do the job and I'll, I'll stay uh, as long as the people will have me. But right now, I want to listen to you and I want to go to dinner. Now, you notice that I said dinner because of where I'm from. Right. But my little son, I want to end with this story. My little son the other day, I said, buddy, come on, we're going to dinner. And he said, daddy, it's dinner. He's eight. <laughs> dinner. And I thought about it and, and I said, well, buddy, you know, even back, you know, even in my own neighborhood, I have a stronger accent than most. And he said, yeah, daddy, sometimes you say forgot. And I'm like, well, you know, buddy, there's no excuse for forgot. It is not a word, and I don't expect you to repeat it, but you should feel free to say dinner. <laughs> Great to talk to you guys. I'm, I'm Thanks, excited to listen to, to the rest of the show with uh, with Scott tonight. Stay well. Be careful. Thanks, Thanks, Scott. Thanks for sharing it with me. So, what's up? Scott, what do you think of the election results? Yeah. I've, I'm, I feel like the... Uh, Democrats dodged a bullet nationally that if they don't learn a tremendous lesson, we won't dodge again. Uh, and I think there are a lot of lessons to be learned, and I think you can almost, can almost tick them off one by one. I think uh, let's let's just start with the state, then we do local, then we do national if it's okay. Sure. sure. I think that uh, statewide it is uh, – I mean, I'm a Democrat. I was born a Democrat. I mean, literally, I was born a Democrat. <laughs> I will die a Democrat. Um, when I was born, they like said, and I said, wow, and they said, you're a Democrat. Right. You know? I mean, that was it. But the answer to this is that uh, it's not healthy to have a one-party system. It's not healthy whatsoever. Right. It's not healthy to have a Republican system. It is right. not healthy to have a Democratic system. The Republican Party in this state has to, and I heard you guys talking as I was driving over, uh, has to begin to work on the grassroots level, Yes, uh, build itself, also have credible statewide candidates, and uh, has to have a little bit of a balance here. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I think that the nominating deal uh, kind of sealed their fate. Absolutely. Of course, yeah. In a, in a way that... Uh, we, we projected that for months. We oh, were saying it's going to you know, right. be a bloodbath. I remember you guys you guys indicating deal gets this nomination, it's over. Right. Uh, later on, I want to talk about the purpose of parties, but the number one purpose of parties is nominating people because yes. in the United States of America, there are two tracks basically on each, on each election uh, uh, ballot, and one is Democratic, one is Republican. You can break in, you can get be a minority party, whatever, but the two legitimate parties the, the two parties that have a chance right. at legitimately getting elected they're all legitimate but that have a chance to get elected are the democrats and republicans if one party does not hold up its its responsibility to nominate credible people the whole system falls apart it's it's um, it's, it's and that's really what happened bad. in massachusetts yes, absolutely i would absolutely. feel better if hilly won 52 48 right i would i would feel better if if uh, those constitutional races were uh, close races. I wouldn't have a problem if you said we had a great Republican candidate, people switched over, and we've got a couple of constitutional officers that are Republicans. Good. I'm right. all for it. I wouldn't have a problem if they began making real inroads to kind of balance off the legislature. But right now we have a one-party system, which is a disaster for democracy. Mm-hmm. Not good. So that's my that's what I think at the at the uh, state level. But and as, I, as I've said through the whole thing, uh, Marilang, don't blame the Democrats for winning, right? The Republicans let us all down. The Republicans failed. There's no doubt. Right? The, don't blame the Democrats for running the table. 
Uh, but the Democrats yeah. also, I think, had good candidates. Yeah, no, the fact exactly. Is, there weren't even debates. There no, weren't no. legitimate debates. They, they didn't have to. The thing, the, you know, people got mad at Democrats for not having very few debates. And, there, you know, I, I took some issue with some of the their, their posturing on the debates. But at the same time, it's like... These guys aren't presenting a serious challenge, so why should they even take it seriously? They didn't have to. And, and, and Jeff Deal was arguably the second best candidate on that statewide ticket. You know, Omori was probably the strongest candidate because he, you know, he wasn't, you know, foaming at the mouth. Uh, but then you had Rayla Campbell, who is, uh, you know, a wretch from the, the the ninth circle of hell. And then you had uh, uh, Jay McMahon, who who ran twice and. And I like Jay McMahon. I, I've had him on here. He lost by one million votes the so last time he ran. One the, million. The other, the other factor, folks, that you should know is that we dealt with these campaigns in an effort to book them. <laughs> yeah. So we know who was really Except serious and who Campbell. wasn't, right? Yeah. Except for Rayleigh Campbell. I would not be anywhere near on the Campbell. <laughs> yeah. um, I wrote, long before I got sick, I wrote a number of stories about her. Just saying she should not be part of the Republican Party. I don't want to have anything to do with this person. Mm-hmm. She, went and she got in a fist fight in front of Zuli's Liquors in New Bedford yeah. with a couple of teenage girls. I mean, come on. Yeah. Anyway. The um, Jay McMahon's a nice guy, but we could. It took us weeks to book him on the radio show. Weeks. How can you run from Barnstable County? You can't get on the radio show in Bristol County. Yeah, you can't make the time. Yeah. I mean, lives twenty minutes things, away. It things, was ridiculous. Things get in the way. Right. The, the, the problem you have is. Uh, uh, well, let me just make one comment though yeah. that, that I think is is uh, to, to what Marcus said. Um, unless someone is uh, anathema to the system, you do have an obligation to debate, even if you believe that the, the other candidate is not up to the job, whatever. Right. And you don't have to make it personal, but you do have an obligation to go in a debate forum format and answer questions from the media, whoever they might be, right. so that people understand where you're coming from, Right. So I did have a problem with the well, idea that some of them ducked. I would, I would have said, I would have said on deal, we'll debate uh, you know, early on uh, on three yeah. or four major forums so that we permeate the state. Right. And if it's going to be a two-hour debate, it's a two-hour debate. It's part of running. Well, let's go do it, right? Um, people, though, who basically said, hey, I won't debate my opponent. I don't think they're serious. That's, again – the democratic process, you got to unless someone's up there and is going to spew hate or spew nonsense, right? Or or you're trying to figure out how they wiggle their way out of this one or into this one. You, go and debate. Do it. That's part of the deal. Go right. have fun. Right. 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 Debate. Well, we'll also. I mean, so what happened was Healy did two. Um, uh, Campbell did one on John Keller. And DeZaglio did one on John Keller, but before DeZaglio basically was refusing and said, I want all five candidates to include third-party candidates debating, and uh, they wouldn't agree to it, but they eventually agreed to debate on John Keller. But Galvin didn't debate at all, and I don't blame him, because Rayleigh Campbell doesn't deserve to be on the stage with anybody. Rayleigh Campbell doesn't deserve to be on the stage with anybody. You're right about that. So, um, no, I do agree. agree. There should have been more debates. Actually, it would have been better for us, more to cover, more to talk about, frankly. Um, And it would have been more for people to talk about. But it was like, you know, strategically, I don't know if it made sense. Let's take this break. We'll be right back. 1420 WBSM is now also on 99.5 FM. Voices in the night that cover the news of the day. I heard the voices too. Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. More of South Coast Tonight happens now on WBSM.
benefits from the list. Welcome back. Oh, the hash oil burned my lungs. <laughs> you can't do that. You can't pretend to cough like that, Chris. Everybody else can make that joke, but you can't. got to evacuate the uh, studio now. Right, the doors. <laughs> Jim Morrison, where's my bathtub? So, um, hey, welcome back to South Coast Tonight. Uh, Marcus, Chris, and uh, former and future mayor of New Bedford, Scott Lang. <laughs> so... I come over here, and, and I'm happy to see you guys, but um, speculation runs rampant whenever you say that. Yes. Well, we enjoy know. that. That's yes. what, so so that's, here, here's what I want to say, though. That's, that, how I, uh, that's how I pay the rent. Right, exactly. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so let's, let's, talk, let's talk about, uh, we did the state. Let's talk about, if it's right, the, the local races sure. for a minute. Yeah. Uh, local races, there were some uh, interesting races. The primaries, we had some interesting races, and then we had some... Uh, uh, Republicans ran some candidates here who who uh, worked hard, and it was interesting to see, and it was good to see. Um, I think that uh, the sheriff's race was an interesting race. I think for yeah. at least three races, this one is, is the one that the Democrat won. But um, Joe McIntyre ran. Right. And I think Joe McIntyre couldn't carry the northern part of the county, you right. know, which and also yeah. Fall, Fall River, you know, is always tricky. But the, the northern part of the county has always been something that's a drag on on Democrats. And then um, and John Quinn ran. Right. And again, same, same thing. northern part of the county. Oh, yeah. yeah. But now Haro is is from the northern part and was yeah. able to hold even. Uh, yes. Win some votes, but hold even. And yeah. uh you know, he's the next sheriff, and I'm hoping that he's going to do a great job. You know, there's a lot of work to do. Whenever you go in into a place that someone's had the position for a while, there's right. an awful lot to look at and mm-hmm. try and improve on. Um, Tom Hodgson should be thanked for his service, whether you agreed with him, didn't agree with him, whatever right. it is. Sure. Uh, you know, you put that kind of time into public service. That's something that uh, you want to thank people for. I think, though, that, uh, you know, I read uh, Mayor Haro's, uh uh, statement that was down here with you guys. I heard him the next night. I think you broke the first I, I, interview with him, right? right. I guess we did, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was a very interesting interview. I, I thought it was a very great interview. Thanks. But what he said, absolutely, what he said though was, uh, you know, at a certain point, it's time. Yeah. You know, it's it, it's time. That's yeah. it. It runs. It runs. And he basically said, if you're an executive, especially, you've got a half life, and that's it, right? Um, and I thought that was uh, that may have summed up the race as well as anything else because the people so. for the sheriff were for him. The people against him were against him. Right. It's that group that basically, hey, maybe, you know, time for a change. Right. Or, or let's give somebody else a shot. So now, you know, that's a that's a job, an extremely important job. And, Marcus, you've been heavily involved in, in the criminal justice uh, system as an attorney. As a lawyer. As a lawyer. As a lawyer, yeah, yeah. As a lawyer. Um but I think that, you know, it's it's an important job that there's certain things in society that you need to have right. Yeah. And one of them is is, uh, you know, prosecution of of law uh, infractions or lawbreakers, you know, criminals and then rehabilitation. Yeah. If someone can't be rehabilitated, the sentence is going to be significant enough that you may not be talking about that, although everyone at some point or other goes to the parole board. 
even the ones that are se- sentenced and told they're coming back without yeah without okay. parole that's it never again we'll never see it next thing you know Sirhan Sirhan standing there and you're going what the heck is this no, no. it's yeah. unbelievable right. it's not unbelievable. good oh yeah not good not good I mean it should be if you've decided that you are not going to have the ultimate penalty but you are going to have a sentence without parole it's awful tough for the families and the communities and society to then say hey 30 years what the heck you know john doe's back again and he saying he's learned his lesson right I mean, it's 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 difficult to have the deterrence it's difficult to have the 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 i guess what it really comes down to is the punishment if uh people think well you know hey, i can go in there and wrangle my way um but but the the sheriff doesn't impose the penalties the sheriff mm-hmm. makes sure that and this is by the way this is these house of corrections so it's two, misdemeanors two, two and, and a half, half years, years tops yeah. yeah you got to rehabilitate people that's where it starts yeah. you know when right. i was a prosecutor i used to think there's some kids they spend a night in jail they're never going back right yeah it's right. simple there's others i'd say two and a half and we'll see you at walpole at I, some point I, yes right? I, had, I had somebody in their early 20s tell me um at, at one of my clients that at, at this juncture that they were actually more comfortable with the structure of prison than uh being out in like the world you know and it was it was an incredibly sad thing no that's that that is and it means yeah. that we need and and hopefully uh Sheriff-elect Haro will look at that whole system of rehabilitation. And, you know, I've always thought... Uh, I think that's why he got elected, right? Yeah. Jail, I, mean, I yeah. think he got elected on the idea that he's going to stop the suicides and, and, and rehabilitate people. Right. Jail's got to be an educational system. I, I mean, if it's not an educational system, it, you're just biding time. I will say, right. just from a just from like a politics standpoint, that suicide of Adam Howe came at just the wrong time. I think that probably played part of it too because it dug up the old reports and all oh, yeah. that. You know, I think it came at just the wrong time for. Uh, the, I'm just glad to know we're not going to have anymore. Well, so let, let me let me. <laughs> well, that's, know, that's going to be. God forbid we will, but right. we won't. But here's here's what it comes down to, though. When you have custody of someone, when you've taken away someone's rights and have custody of them, very important. The, oh, the the degree of care, the fiduciary responsibility that you have is larger than any that we can imagine in a democracy. Yes, and you have to safeguard those people whoever they are, in such a way that you, you're you responsible for their health and safety. And now we're saying, hopefully, welfare, that right. they can come out and be a productive part of society. Right. Hey, uh, let's take a break. The calls on the line. If you're on the line, why don't you call in in the 8 o'clock hour, and we'll be able to get to your call, and you can speak with us and, and Mayor Lang. We um, have Scott Lang's keys, so he's ha- not leaving. Yeah, he's here, so he, he, we're hanging out. Um, we're hanging out, so... So, uh, Scott, um, anything else on the local level? First, I made a commitment that i got to be somewhere tomorrow morning at 6 o'clock. Right? So, uh, <laughs> that's number one. Now that you know how to override the system. Right. Uh, but number, number two, uh, yeah, on the local level, I was happy to see the state legislative body that we have reelected. Yes. I, think that, I think it's a really good group, very strong group. I was very, very enthused, pleased, thankful about the train. I thought the way the train was posted on the ballot was very difficult for the voters to understand. If you mm-hmm. asked me, do I want to join the MBTA, I'd say no. <laughs> right. How about right. paying yeah, for yeah. the big dig? No, right? Right, right, right. But, yeah, but yeah. I thought the people explained it. The thing that was I was very impressed with was when they gave you the ballot, they explained what that question meant 